Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, Possibility in Engineering Through Hard Work, with our guest, Stanford. Thank you for being here today, Stanford. Would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Stanford Lake. I've been a structural engineer for the last 24 years, coming on 25 years this coming May. And I graduated from Northern Arizona University as a civil engineer with an emphasis in structural. And I'm originally from Kienta, Arizona, near the Four Corners area. I grew up on the Navajo Reservation and grew up liking math a lot, but I chose that career. So that's where I'm at today. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and thank you for your time today. Why did you choose this for? Yeah, really it was about finding a career in mathematics mainly because I was really just came natural to me in high school, middle school. Also computers was really something I was interested. In, so I said, let me see what I could do with that one night. It was in high school. And then I was enrolled into a summer enrichment programs with NAU. And then the following year before I graduated, ASU, a science and math program and in those to summer enrichments program, I got to see what I can do in the STEM field and said, all right, let me try a computer program. And so I made my major as a computer science major. I found that quick enough that it wasn't for me because it was just a a lot of complexity on repeated uh, computer language. So it just wasn't for me, but I knew what can I do? I've been exposed construction sites and just following my dad where he works at the Peabody Energy Company. So from that, I said, all right, let me try the construction field. And I said, let me go into civil engineering. So I changed my major within that one semester and stayed on course. So through the program at NAU, there was two track structural and environmental practice. And I decided to do uh, environmental emphasis because uh, maybe I'll make an impact to learning more about environment. But halfway through the program, uh, I said, what interests me more was the structural emphasis because my advisor, Eugene Loveridge, said, yeah, you might do well in structural. So I said, all right, let me try that. Soon fell in love with that. So I said, all right, continue that and graduate. Now that you've graduated with structural, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before you graduated? Thing I wish I knew more was take maybe another year of technical writing. That's really important, especially when you get into higher positions in a company or you become a principal. You start to write proposals, you start to write reports, and just these things that are important that 
that makes you professional. And then the other thing would be maybe some kind of a business class or one or two semesters, something like that, just to know that there's opportunities when you advance in your engineering careers, these opportunities might be where you're positioned to become a principal or a company or just senior level engineer where you're more a communication with your clientele, your clients of that company. And also, like I mentioned, providing proposals and estimates and things like that. So that's important. For sure. And that's music to my ears because that's actually the course that I teach at the University of Arizona is um, engineering communication. And we cover many of those things. In, in their thoughts about um, the importance of technical writing and proposals, is there one thing that you've noticed repeatedly, like maybe reviewing the work of others that you think is really important to technical writing that um, someone who's just like a senior undergrad should know is important? And then you, um, it, it was just a quick crash course one semester in one of the classes. So being just able to say, oh, well, I'm going to take an extra semester to improve my writing skills, my speaking skills, uh, mm -hmm. I guess you can call it communication. And then you carry that on. It prepares you to meet those challenges and just making sure you directly communicate with your boss and also the clients that you might meet up. For sure. I think it's so important how you start off, whether it's a document, a speech or an interaction the first impression you make with your first words being well thought out and really making clear what your purpose is and having a strong like thesis statement can really help the whole rest of the document or speech or interaction really flow well so that you get those optimal outcomes that you desire. That's correct. My next question is, can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? So I mentioned that I worked for a Close to 25 years as an engineer and with the first five years, I was under supervision of a professional engineer before I got, took my exam and become a licensed professional engineer. So once you become a professional licensed engineer, there's always challenges out there that you encounter. Some challenges is really, you don't expect it. It happens on the construction side, mainly when you design something and you make, you think you made the best ability that you can, but there's always things that happen out in the field. One challenging experience I had early on, maybe I would say eight years into, I was in my career, I was on this federal contract um, project with the Luke Air Force Base. The client was building a sort of a facility storage building. And as a structural engineer, I pretty much follow every codes, uh, geotech report and everything and make sure that reinforcement for the concrete slab and the walls were done correctly. So everything was stamped and everything was submitted to the authority that approves it. And we went through that. When the start of construction started, the first thing was pretty down the slide. And then they kept going and put up the exterior walls, which the masonry walls. And maybe a month and a half into the project, the concrete slab has already poured. They were starting to see spalding 
concrete cracks uh, actually frontage of the building inside the building and i was called to review it meet with the general contractor or meet with the prime architect yes questions there being called i went through it investigated looked through the geotech report also the inspection that was done by the inspector on site went through that and go through all these notes and come back with recommendation. So after doing some research and knowing I'd done the, the design correctly with the geotech report, I found in the inspector's report noted that and this was in Phoenix, Arizona, where there it was during summer, they poured during early in the morning. And one thing that the subcontracted concrete the person that put down the concrete forgot to do as mentioned was that he forgot to put a burlap a wet burlap over the concrete for that first 24 hours so the concrete hydrated quickly in the huts and overnight it created micro cracks so through i seen that so i quickly done my research to see why that happened and I learned a lot that. So I came back and wrote a recommendation and said, uh, we have to demo the concrete slab wherever it's cracked. Yeah. Believe that there is the right reinforcement that was put. But so it was on the subcontractor, the, the concrete person to remove that on his own expense and replace it. So. I guess that was in a situation where it's one of the first time I've been encountered something like that, but also knew that my reputation was on the line at that time. So mm-hmm. to correct that, I, I did my diligence, made sure I researched and things like that. So in the outcome, we made sure that there's a good building and fixed us. That's as an engineer, that's our responsibility. For sure. So thank you for sharing that. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? I think if they're still in school, I would suggest being a part of a a national organization within that college. Like for myself, I'm a civil engineer major. One thing I wish I did was be involved with the American Society of Civil Engineering. ASCE, uh, where I could learn more about some of these things that, that they did, like concrete canoe challenge and bridge competition that they do every year at the national conference. Just being involved like that, it really helps you. It also, it's a good resume builder for you that maybe that employer has been involved with that for a long time and they see that and they said, oh, yeah. this person knows about this organization that we support, highly support. We definitely want to hire this person because they might continue with that organization that it helps to know that it's a good thing. So that would be my advice to a college student that's still in school. And then for someone that's has started their career and they're still in that early stage of their career, one or two or three years out of the college. I would suggest find out what credentials is what the new career like for a civil engineer or structural engineer. 
the main thing is to get credit as a professional engineer, PE, you know, find out how I can you know, get to that as quickly as possible. Because the more you put time and effort into getting your work experience and working on your professional engineer, the quicker you can become professional license and you're, you become a step closer to being just well organized professionals. That's advice I would say. I think that's really great advice. And I really loved your suggestion about getting involved in the national student organizations on campus because I think you really build networking skills and you don't realize you're building networking skills when you're doing that in the club. And that translates again to your early career as well. And um, also several guests on the podcast have um, mentioned how important it is to just get, get your hours in and get your exam done for your FE and then your PE as well. So that's very good advice. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today and thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you. We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.